Hi, I'm Kathy Reed. And I'm Allison Reed. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to This, this Week in Skating. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. Today we are joined by sisters and ice dancers Kathy and Allison Reed. Kathy was a seven-time Japanese national champion with her brother Chris Reed. They were also two-time Olympians, eight-time world competitors, Kathy retired from competition after the 2014-2015 season and now works as a figure skating coach and choreographer. She recently went to the World Junior Championships with one of her junior teams. Allison just competed at the World Championships for Lithuania with her partner, Salias Ambrulovicis, where they had their best finish yet, 7th place. In March 2020, just a few months after he retired from competitive skating, Chris suffered a sudden cardiac arrest and died. He was only 30 years old. This past September, the first Chris Reed Trophy, an ice dance competition in memory of Chris, was held in Japan. So we want to welcome Kathy and Allison to This Week in Skating. Hey, welcome, guys. So excited. So excited to be here. Yes. So, so happy. Now, are you guys joining us from Japan? Yes, yes we are. Yes. Uh, I was very fortunate, very lucky to have my sister come visit me in Kyoto after her uh, world championships uh, last week. So, yeah, we had a lot of busy, a lot of busy fun days here. Yes, for sure. I know it's <laughs> been such an amazing trip and I was lucky enough to to be able to get a few days off to come visit her. And I'm like, I'm in Japan. I have to see my sister. Um, and uh, I was really lucky that uh, Saul was able to join me as well as another ice dancer who we train with in, uh, in Montreal, um, Jason Chan, who skates for Australia with Holly Harris. So he's been on this trip with us and it's just been such a great group, a yeah, great week. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys don't get to see each other much, no, especially no. since Allison, you're in Montreal, and Kathy, you're in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I, I rarely ever get to see her. Two I mean, times within what six months? It yeah, was like, it was like, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing because I saw her at, at NHK, NHK. Yeah. Pre, so yeah, Saul took that great photo of the two of you. Yes, yes. yes. One of my favorite. It's one of my of favorite ones, and it was like a spur of the moment too. Yeah. He literally just said, "Turn around," and <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best ones. But he's been doing more photography because I'm seeing pictures on Instagram, and he's yes, yeah, he's been the person behind them, and he's got a great eye. He Thank really you. does. He's taken so many great photos here in Kyoto. Yeah, he had a blast. He's dabbled in in photography the entire time that we've skated together, but he really committed to it recently. He wanted to um he wanted to give people an insight into skating just from a different aspect. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. I really think he's doing an amazing job. There's such amazing photos and uh and and I really like the his aesthetic and mm. what he's looking for when he goes out for a session and so it's it's really great to see that. I think doing it from a skater's point of view yeah. is what makes the difference. Yeah. yeah. It does. And that is a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we were talking before we started recording. I've really watched you guys grow up in the sport. And take us back, though, and talk about what it was like when you were little and you decided to skate. Because three skaters in the same family (laughs) that stuck with it, you know, for a long time, is it doesn't always happen. Does not. And uh, honestly, I was just along for the ride. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I was along for the ride. I, um, you know, my I had two older siblings to look up to my entire career, uh, and even as a as a baby, as a as a child, when we first started skating, it was I was always at the rink, um, you know, for Kathy and Chris, and I just I wanted to be included. I wanted yeah. to be part of of what that what was going on and. And uh, when we started all doing it together as a family, it, it held more meaning for for me and for mm-hmm. us that it was this family experience that we could share together. Exactly, yeah. and um, it was, you know, it was a, a way for us to bond and, and be together. And yeah. I'm really glad we chose this yeah. path. But it's also something that we all like, we all related to that we all found that we we could really express ourselves mm-hmm. in and at first when we started skating like it was literally just for fun like we didn't think about oh we want to train and go to the olympics one day <laughs> yeah. like never thought of no. that and um we also did like many different sports along with skating to just try to figure out what we like to do but all three of us like really just enjoyed skating so we stuck with it yeah and then at a certain point we were like in in our in our training, we decided, oh, this could go somewhere. We yeah. could probably we take this somewhere. Yeah, yeah. See, see where it goes. So, yeah. But the fact that we made it a family journey together is, is really, I think, what makes it special. Yeah. Sure. Now, did you guys all start with ice dance or did you start doing singles at all? Um, Chris and I started with singles. Allison started directly. I dance, pretty much right? started yeah. directly dance. I did not like jumping. I hated falling all the time. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, I want to do this pretty ice dance where no one falls, really. And, uh, and um, I, yeah, but it was mainly I, I was young. I was only, what, five or six when they yeah. started ice dance. Yeah. And that was literally just this herd mentality of wanting to uh kind of wanting to do what my sons were doing yeah and uh and that's yeah that's where it started yeah yeah Chris and I we we both started singles and actually my mom she was doing ice dance and she was always suggesting and hinting to me you should try ice dance you should try ice dance but like (laughs) I was still this young kid and I just really enjoyed being by myself and jumping but then uh when I had the opportunity to try it uh, we were just Chris and I just automatically just tried it together because we're we're always together and I just we just really had a blast right from the get-go yeah I remember Allison doing solo oh yeah for years and she was such a force though because you looked more mature than some of the skaters that were even a little bit older than Uh, you just in the way that you carried yourself oh my god like that's her natural talent like she yeah like when she was younger like when she was out there, you know, performing, like she would come alive. I'm like, is this really my little sister? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, uh, I think I just, I really enjoyed it from the start. I, you know, it was, it was something that I knew I was, uh, I was good at and I was comfortable doing as a, as a kid. And I, I feel like when you're, when you're young, when you're a child, when you find something that you can embrace, um, 
it yeah. uh, it really took off and and I just I just loved being out on the ice. I, I remember those solo competitions and just just yeah. really enjoying it. There was no pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. The pressure came later. That was that, that was that. <laughs> so the three of you did get to go to the Olympics together, right? Yeah. In 2010? Yes, yes. What was that like? Oh my God. That was a family experience. It was incredible. Um, because we also just all three of us didn't know what to expect. Yeah. It was our the first, first one. And when we all found out that we were going, like, I think we just, we couldn't contain ourselves. We were yeah. just so excited. Um, and yeah, and while we were there, like, I just, like, I remember bits and pieces, but like, I have, we have like, lots of photos and videos too that we documented it. And I'm just so glad we did that mm-hmm. um, because they're, you know, we've had a long career and uh, memories get jumbled up. But looking back, like, yeah, we spent a lot of time together there um, in the cafeteria, walking around, seeing different sports and going to different venues. And and we we're all still, we we're all babies. Yeah, very <laughs> young. We we're all very, very young. Um, but it was such a wonderful family experience and an experience in general, of course. But the fact that we made it a family experience made it very special. Yeah. Yeah, I remember in particular photos from your free dance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That people took just because it was so, the costumes were so bright and beautiful. And it just stood out. Um, I remember Liz and Melanie were both there taking pictures from the stands because it was, um, at that time, we didn't really know about olympic credentialing okay. okay so they took fo- yeah they took photos from the stands but i remember specific pictures from that performance especially the free dance it was it was really beautiful and i mean to have one of you go to the olympics is a huge deal but to have mm-hmm. all three yeah. get to go and have the experience together that's that's a pretty incredible achievement Thank, thank you. you so much. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I still some days I still can't believe it. Like yeah. that was that was something that happened in our lives. And, yeah. And it's a once once in a lifetime experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not for sure. So Kathy, in 2014, 2015, you yeah. decided to retire yeah. from competing. Yes. How did you come to that decision? Um, so the beginning of that season, I actually had no, no feeling or no thoughts of retiring. And we started off that season actually pretty well as well. Um, but as uh, everyone might know, Chris has had a lot of knee problems and he'd had four knee surgeries on his right knee all by about that his, time, yeah. yeah, by that time and, um, all for his meniscus. And so we, we went through a lot of, uh, injuries, a lot of times where I was just skating by myself. So, it was a lot of um, physical, but also mental, um, um, how do you say it, struggles. <laughs> so, and that season, we, we started off so well, super well. And when we were training to go to four continents, we were just skating and training so well. And literally just two, three days before leaving, he hurt his knee really bad and we had to withdraw. And I think like, 
it was the first time for me where everything was just going so well and we were climbing to such a high and then we just suddenly my 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 mentality just suddenly crashed and and it was just really hard to bounce back from that and um I've never felt feelings of 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 wanting to stop competing but I just I couldn't stop thinking about it and so I just kind of knew that it was time but we had responsibility to keep training because we still had worlds and world team trophy and so um it was the hardest two three months uh, of my career I'd have to say were those last ones um it's just when your mentality doesn't match with your um with your physical body like it just it just doesn't work anymore and um but yeah, everyone thought Chris would go first after <laughs> all those four knee surgeries. Yeah. And no one really expected it was me that I would retire. But um, that uh, our last performance together at World Team Trophy, um, that exhibition was seriously one of the most special moments of my career. Um, I think when I got on the ice, when they announced our names and that they verbally said in words that this was our last time, you know, skating together, I was like, holy shit. I, I made this decision because <laughs> I can't go back now. <laughs> no. I, like, it hit me. I was like, oh, my God, this is the last time. Um, so it was seriously a very emotional skate for me. And then the audience was incredible. Um, yeah, I, it was the most incredible moment of my career. It was the saddest, one of the saddest, but happiest, too. Yeah. So what made you decide to go coaching, decide to, you know, do coaching instead? I've always wanted even when I was skating, I've always wanted to coach and, and possibly choreograph. Um, I did coach a little bit here and there while we were skating, um, in, in the States, but, uh, um, never like, like young ice dance teams and stuff like that. And, but while we were, while we were skating, like I've always had, uh, an interest in choreography and finding music. And so I just knew that that's the path I wanted to follow after, um, I retired. So, um, I had to get surgery on my left shoulder after I retired because I injured it in the season. So after that, I was I was just thinking about where I should go. I had no idea. I literally was like had no path and no no direction to follow. Um, but uh, Mia Hamada, one of the most one of the top coaches in Japan, she emailed me and asked if I would come to Japan and choreograph for her students. And so I was like, this is an amazing opportunity. And I was like, yes, of course, even though I was scared out of my mind, uh, <laughs> I've never choreographed before and, you know, single skaters too. So I had to read up on the rules and everything. And, um, but yeah, she asked me to choreograph two, no, three or four programs in two weeks. And I ended up making like 10. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, yeah, she just like, oh, you could do this person, then this person, then this person. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so it started off like that. And then she was like, if you'd like, you can stay on and teach skating and could do choreography with me. And and I was like, yeah, this is an amazing opportunity and in, in, in Japan, no less. And I, I could just see myself making a life there. So yeah, I just took that opportunity. And yeah, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to ask, what is easier to choreograph, a singles program or an ice dance program? Oh, definitely singles. Oh, my gosh. Singles. Yeah. <laughs> ice dance is so is so complex, especially if you're, you know, by yourself choreographing it. Um, I also think, like, if you're a guy, 
choreographing it like Massimo who used to use yeah. choreographs for you guys like it's easier but for me like I had even teaching now like I had to like learn the man's steps the man's you know arm movements leading you know, try it was yeah I, I learned a lot while I was coaching and, and doing choreography as well um but I enjoy I enjoy both um I choreograph all disciplines pairs dance and singles so and I'm just constantly learning yeah yeah, uh, you and Chris kind of put Japan on the ice dance map. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of I think, that, yeah, yeah I, I mean, there had been teams from Japan yes. before that yes, had yes. done well. Yes, yes. But yeah. I think you guys, your placements were just go getting higher than what they had done. It takes, I feel like it takes a village to get an ice dance program to where it needs to be because it it's not only the team that's like doing really well at that time but it's the teams that came before yeah, yeah. that kind of started pushing yeah no, and sure. i think staying in japan and coaching the next generation of ice dancers especially is is wonderful i oh, thank you have mm -hmm. i've been very lucky harumi mm -hmm, mm -hmm. takes photos at the japanese yeah. competitions <laughs> yeah so i've been able to to at least see photos of some of the up-and-coming teams and you can tell there's just such a joy oh yeah that you can yeah. see in the photos that she captures and i've enjoyed watching your teams come up through now you have a junior team i've yeah, giving being having this chance to give back to Japanese ice dance is seriously one of the most um, rewarding things, and it's something that Chris and I we were planning on doing. So um, when he passed, like I knew that I wanted to continue in that uh, mm -hmm. in that pursuit that we planned together, and it's I'm not gonna lie, it's been challenging, especially by myself, um, but um, I know Chris is there and he's always with me and helping me, so. And I've got great, I don't have that many teams, but um, I have great teams, great kids that, you know, really enjoy skating and dancing on the ice. And I think that's um, very important. Um, but I also, I really appreciate um, the past, the past teams of Japan that competed mm -hmm. and, and are now working as judges or specialists or, or part of the Federation. They're working behind the scenes to help develop the sport within Japan and being able to meet them in person and work with them um, is seriously, it, it opened my eyes to uh, the situation in Japan and how to help it better. And um, so I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, it's just given me, um, it's what it's really broadened my my idea of what I wanted to do here. So speaking of Japan, when I first saw you compete at a at a nationals, it was in the U.S. It was at you were at the novice level, yeah, and you won, yes. <laughs> and then you made a decision. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about your decision to represent Japan? So. I mean, we, at that time we had dual citizenship and so it was an option and our coaches, you know, recommended that option to us. And, and since, since we were young, we always traveled Japan, like we still have family here. So we always felt very connected to Japan and the culture and, and the people. And we felt that it wasn't like 
it wasn't a hard decision or anything. It just felt very natural. Um, and to be honest, like, even though I grew up in the States, I still feel like I have a very Japanese aesthetic, like a Japanese way of thinking and doing things. And so it just felt very, very natural for me to, to represent Japan. And Chris had the same feeling as well. And so, yeah, we made that decision and, and it, yeah, it just, it changed our, changed our lives completely changed our lives and we started competing for Japan and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> um, so you, your team this year medaled at a junior Grand Prix event. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and competed at junior worlds. So what was that like? What is it like to take them through the steps that, that you've been through as a competitor? Oh my, it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's even hard to put in words because it's just, it's such a process. Um, because I took that team when they could barely skate by themselves, let alone together. Aww. And to being able to medal at their first ever JGP, uh, it was, is so unexpected, like very unexpected. Um, but you know, they, they worked very hard and, um, and they, they put a lot of trust and faith in me as well. And, um, yeah, that, that first JGP, like we were scrambling to get programs done because the previous junior worlds were in April, uh, beginning of April. So we just had like three, three months to get ready and to make new programs and to train them. And uh, it it was a busy three months, and um, but they just worked really hard, and I think they went into the JGP without any expectations, you know, and they just performed and just really enjoyed those programs that, that we just created, and so it was. I was very, yeah, I was. We were very, very surprised, but super happy with the with the result. Um, yeah, I once in a while I look back at that kiss and cry video. <laughs> I just remember those <laughs> feelings. Yeah, that surprise, <laughs> that shock. Yeah, and you know, it's the first ever uh, Japanese team to to win a JGP medal. So yeah, it was very, oh, it was very special and very, very amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you more nervous as a coach compared to when you were competing yourself? Or are the nerves less? No, it's more. It's so hard. I think because it's so out of your control. Like you're when if it's your own nervousness. Like before I perform, like I know it's something. It's me. I can control how nervous I get. But like because I know how I I can perform. But when it's someone else, else like like anything could happen, (laughs) and so you're just like it's like there's nothing you can do. So as much as like I love and enjoy watching skating, but when it's time for either my sister or like my students to perform, <laughs> it's literally like three or four minutes of hell. Like I could feel my heart <laughs> out of my chest. Oh my gosh. And it's such a relief when they finish and, you know, I performed well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's rough. It's rough, but uh it's so exciting too. And uh it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Um, yeah, I, I'm very happy that I made the decision to to become a coach. I really am. It's taught me a lot more than I ever thought I, I knew when I was a skater. So, Well, let's <clears throat> switch gears a little bit. And Allison, yeah. 
<laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about how your partnership started with Solius? Uh, sure. I um, I had taken about two years off from skating entirely. I, After my previous partner, I needed a break. I told myself that I lost the the love of, of figure skate of ice dance and and I didn't want to I didn't want to push myself to do something I didn't feel the love for at the time and uh, I I took some time off uh, I didn't watch any skating except Chris and and, and his partner Kana at the time uh, just completely off and then uh, when he competed at the at the Boston World Championships uh, my my mom and I we went up to go watch and I was watching him skate and I was like how is how is the sibling with four knee surgeries the only one <laughs> that is still skating <laughs> I know right excuse me I couldn't I couldn't believe it we all thought when Kathy retired yeah yeah that Chris was going to retire as well because of the knees. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was sitting there, you know, in the stands watching him have the time of his life out there and I was like, nah. I was like, nah. I, I need to be doing that too. So after after we came back from Worlds, I I spoke with him about it and I asked him how Marina Zueva's uh, school was cuz that's where they were training and I said, "Well, I'm coming." So um <laughs> emailed uh, I emailed Marina. I got in touch with her, and she said she would be happy to take me on. And uh, I needed to get my my butt back in shape. I hadn't. I hadn't. Sk- Once skating stopped, it was like I want to live a completely different life. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so to get back into it was was difficult. difficult yeah. Very very difficult. Um, but uh, and and my partner Sol, he was still he was still competing with his previous partner, his first ice dance partner. Um, and uh but she had an injury uh an ankle injury um throughout that throughout that season and i think uh at one point when she was taking some time off and i was skating and Saul was skating by himself marina's like why don't you guys just skate together just to just to keep Saul moving and to give mm-hmm. me something to work with while i was looking for a partner and uh and we just really clicked it was we have the same mentality. We like the same things. We we share similar opinions, work ethic, and uh, it it just really clicked. We enjoyed skating together, even though it was for nothing. It was just for fun. Um, we we just really enjoyed it. And then when uh, Saul decided to um, to look for another partner, he. He was like, let's have an official tryout. I was like, do we do we really need one? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that yeah, you did. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but Marina was like, are, are you so you guys are skating together, right? And so it was kind of one of those, kind of one of those things that just really happened naturally. Yeah. Um naturally. and uh and when we started, it was just, it was just so much fun. I, I don't think that too. Like I, I remember seeing that. I was like, I'm envious of their relationship. <laughs> like they look like they're having a blast they look like they never fight like they just and but they just naturally looked right away like so good together like their line I remember their lines matched right from the get-go and I was like what the hell (laughs) teams take years to you know to to develop that and you guys got it like that 
but uh it was it was yeah it just happened really naturally and it was such a fun experience getting to know each other and to you know and, and Saul hadn't done ice dance for very long it was his what his third year doing ice dance when he yeah, me. yeah. and he he absorbs things like a sponge he everything he learns he he grips onto it and holds it and so for him his uh just he progressed so quickly so fast I was amazed and um it just really really took off and and Marina gave us a platform to uh to really build to build from there and so I'm very grateful for that experience with her and and it really gave us a foundation for um uh, our partnership uh the working environment that we were in the environment she created for her teams and and it really helped us um just build our relationship now of course every team wants to go to the olympics that's like the dream and you had been before yeah and then they revealed that you would not have citizenship was that something that you were expecting? It was, you know, yes and no. We we were expecting it, but at the same time, I think we both were holding out a little hope. It was there there was always a little bit of hope left. We were we were constantly pushing to to not to prove, but just to show that we we were we we could represent Lithuania on this Olympic stage and 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 we did it on our own merit you know we we went out there and did our work and went through all of this uh, you know all the ups and downs of that especially of that season of that year with COVID with my brother with you know there was the whole world was falling apart and yet we still we still managed to to earn a spot for Lithuania at the Olympics and to and to to realize that that wasn't going to happen was honestly devastating (laughs) was honestly devastating I you know not only for myself but just for the fact that I couldn't I couldn't give Saul that experience that was something I felt so sad about was just I couldn't I couldn't give him that experience it was a a once in a lifetime thing and um I just I was so sad that we wouldn't be able to have that moment in our careers together uh we've we've gone through so much we've done so much and and I really wanted that moment for us for him and uh when we realized that that wasn't going to happen it 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 took it took a bit to get over that um But uh, at the end of the day, you know, as we said, we like we we could only respect the decision that was made. And then, you know, and then we set our sights on the world championships. We said we still have we still have the other biggest competition of our season and, uh, you know, just set our minds to prepare for that. But we did we did take a week off or so just to kind of regroup, reset and the rink was completely empty because all of our friends, all of our coaches, oh, you know, so were gone. And it was just this, oh. this moment of just, mm. oh, it, 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 it really honestly sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's an honest answer. I, uh, 100% yeah. hundred percent honest answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, yeah. so what do things look like for 2026? Are you, thinking of staying in and going for it or 
We are currently just taking it year by year right now. Um, we, since moving to the Ice Academy in uh, in of Montreal in, in Canada, it has been such an amazing experience. I don't think I've ever trained so hard and yet had so much fun with a family of skaters and coaches and peers. Um, knowing that we first moved there during COVID time and we were stuck outside of Canada. It was on Zoom meetings. It was it was just chaos. And uh, finally being able to have a whole season, like beginning to end in Montreal, you know, unaffected by anything else. It was just focusing on the training and our relationship with our coaches and 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 our other, other teammates uh, has been such an amazing experience. And we knew we've, we both felt that we hadn't soaked in everything yet from from what the school has to offer. And uh, and so we knew that we wanted to continue just because that we feel there's still potential that we have not reached with this school and uh, knowing that they can help us achieve that. And um, and so we wanted to we just wanted to keep going to see see what we could do if there was some other, you know, some other level we could reach and. And knowing that uh, just that there's still something left in in both of us, um, and so we just we're we're constantly you know we have such a great relationship that we're constantly communicating, always trying to make sure that we're both on the same page with where we're at in our careers, and 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 uh, knowing we both felt the same way, uh, we're able to make these decisions to to keep continuing. And, um, and so for now, we said, you know, year by year, the Olympics is still very far away. My citizenship is still not something that can be guaranteed. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it would, I, I don't think either of us would recover if we, if we yeah, went like another, another four time. years for them to deny yeah. citizenship again would be uh, that I don't think we'd be able to, to yeah, 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 that. Yeah. So, um, like we said, we'll just take it year by year and see see where it goes, see where it leads us. And, uh, you know, as long as we still uh, enjoy what we do, enjoying our performances, enjoy the training and the competitions, then like, let's let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we started talking before we started recording about this, but this season for you guys was your like best season at worlds and Europeans. <laughs> Can you just talk about that? You had seventh at worlds, fourth at Europeans. It was a great season for you guys. It was <laughs> totally unexpected. Honestly, uh, we came into the season with zero expectations of that. Um, and then all of a sudden it was just like, wow, we're, we're on the podium here. And then the next one, we're like, wow, we're, we're on the podium here too. And then the next one, and it was just this weird, you know, step up that I, neither of us had expected. And it was, I mean, it was super motivating and at the same time, super daunting. All of a sudden it yeah. was like, it was like, oh, well we have, we have, you know, we have something here that the, that the, the panel seems to really enjoy. The crowd seems to really enjoy. And, and um, it was such a, such a whirlwind season uh but also having two programs two vehicles that we were really really um excited to perform every time um they were you know our free dance was two when we choreographed that with Mari France and Sam Chenard it was two weeks of creativity and ideas and and fun and 
we knew that we were creating something that was going to resonate this season and and a little a little skeptical about how it would be received because I know it can be like some people really love it and some people were like what what did we just watch kind of kind of thing um but to see it be rewarded with with podium finishes and and then just fourth at Europeans I, that was one of the highlights of, of our I mean it's to, to say that out loud, it took me, it took me a week coming back to, to, to realize what that, what that really meant for me and for us and for Lithuania. I, you know, it was, it was crazy. It was insane. And, um, <laughs> and leading up to worlds, you know, coming in, we, I, we both didn't, again, we both rarely come into a comp with expectations of anything. Our, our only expectations is making sure that we leave the comp knowing that we, we left everything on the ice. Like, everything that we had was given. And as long as that happens, then we're both extremely, extremely proud of our, of our journey and our performances. And I think this world championships, we really did that. We, we left everything out there and, and to see that rewarded with, with a seven place finish. Oh, it's, and it's crazy, 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 but uh, just super, super proud of both of us. Yeah. Well, Gina and I have talked about having a couple of seasons where things were a little bit, well, were a lot different because of COVID. Yeah. And the and the fact we think this season was like the first season where things started to feel normal again. more normal yeah. again. Still a little different, but but normal. normal. Um. It yeah. It definitely transitioned to that this year, and hopefully we are going to just continue on this path of normalcy for sure (laughs) even you know it's one thing with the you know with the crowd not being able to have a crowd and not being able to have certain things but also you know competitions for the skaters are it's an environment where we're finally able to connect with each other again after training all over the world in separate places you know you don't see your friends the people you've competed against for years or newcomers or whatever, but it's our, our community that um, we've been, that's been taken away from us for the past few years. And so to finally have a competition where everyone could reconnect truly, you know, you see someone and be able to, to hug them, to say, Mm -hmm. you know, to just stand next to them and be like, how are you truly, (laughs) you know, uh, this week, I think all of the skaters really embraced that freedom of environment and and uh it was something that I feel you don't really realize how much you rely on or love until it's been just like whoop just snatched away yeah yeah um, I loved seeing the banquet photos that were appearing on social media with everybody taking photos together we haven't seen that in a while it was just great seeing you guys have fun so great yeah I feel like it's some sort of homecoming or reunion at these competitions. I know it is. It is for us in media because we have a very small group of media. The media is not huge, but (laughs) we got to reconnect at competitions this year, too. And it. The hugs. Yeah. Just being able to hug someone. Yeah. Yeah. And. Oh, it just felt so good because we just haven't had it. And I think coming out of this, we all have an appreciation 
mm-hmm. for all the little things that we didn't have before. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm not for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was such a hard time for everybody and then not being able to, you know, physically see someone. It it's it's harder than you think. And uh yeah. Yeah. It's right now it just feels like, oh, I see you again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, even coming from a performing aspect, uh just to have a crowd be yeah, able to that, yeah. give you you I'm like I was amazed that Stockholm year uh just because it was such a stark contrast in an environment when you compete and yeah. you don't sometimes you don't realize how much the audience feeds you yeah, throughout you. your program until all of a sudden there was nobody, nobody. <laughs> there we go. yeah I can't even imagine <laughs> and if I remembering correctly Japan just started allowing the audience to clap and cheer again. Yeah. Is that correct? Um, at NHK, they were not allowed to make, they weren't allowed to scream or they make were, noise yeah, or anything. They just it was clap, just, just clapping. So they've taken that in like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. We're, gonna, I bet. we're gonna clap the whole four <laughs> minutes of your yeah. like, if there's clapping. we're gonna yeah. do it. And uh, I, I, yeah, they. I mean, I know they've been the crowd. He was so amazing. They really they did. are amazing. They really added Japanese that extra fans level. are just on another level. Yeah. But they supported everyone, everyone too. Everyone. Everybody. They just Everybody. love figure skating and they love, I just feel like they can really emotionally connect with all the skaters and they they really feel for them when they watch their performances. And it's just to see that that how they they care and how they want to support skaters from all countries is seriously yes. such a wonderful thing. And they all have their, yeah. their little bags of all the different flags. flags They'll yeah. have one flag That's my favorite part. That. And then take another one out. Yeah. It was uh, in a, incredible. Yeah. It really. That's yeah. my favorite part is seeing everyone with the different flags. Oh and, you know, it didn't matter what country you were skating for. They just love skating. They had a flag. And, yeah. And they had the flag for you. Yeah. No, the, the amount. It's pretty of, incredible. Uh, the amount of Lithuanian flags. I was, I mean. For uh, for me, for Saul, it was. I was like, do you said, do you see how many there are? I was like, <laughs> and there was always at least a couple every practice too. Not even the competition in practice, yeah. and uh, and just like the commitment. It uh, oh, I'm like, it mean it makes it so much more worth it to yeah. to perform, knowing that you're you're affecting someone yeah. on a on a yeah. different level um you know not just from a fun aspect but you're 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 performing to to an audience that feels what you feel yeah. that mm-hmm. that no, reiterates the the stories you're trying to tell and can and can relate to it and respond to that it that is mm-hmm. that is one of the main reasons why we do what we do is to connect to the people that are watching us so and they're so loyal yeah. too like just year after year they come yeah. back and sometimes they bring me photos that we took like four or five years yeah. ago and I'm just like yeah. oh my god <laughs> I was like, oh my god we're babies I'm gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're coming back yeah I think it's even more amplified because so many events were held with no spectators. Mm-hmm. Now the fans too were feeling it as well. Oh yeah, they yeah, wanted right. to get back in there too and yeah. mm-hmm. be able to support everyone. So, yeah, sure. world was I, beautiful to see all of that support. 
Yeah, and I, in our last episode, I put a challenge out for all the North American fans. I said, okay, Japan, just the fans just did a great job there for Worlds. And now we have two back-to-back Worlds. We can do the same thing. Yeah, North American to. fans can do it. Yeah. And so I put it out there. And so hopefully for Montreal and Boston, we can have that same atmosphere that was created last week in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. The bar is high. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's it high. It doesn't yes. help that, you know, 25. <laughs> 20 plus dance teams all in Montreal. Montreal have their family yeah, yeah. And friends that <laughs> True. Like, I think True. Like, yeah. Yeah. the arena is just going to be like, I am couple families. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's going yes. to be that. Well, back when um, we'll shift a little bit to talk about the beginning of the pandemic, Gina and I, at the start of this, we were getting ready to go to Montreal worlds. Oh yeah. And then it was canceled. <laughs> um, but you both suffered a huge loss in your brother, Chris. That time was, I mean, even right before it, for for me and, and for Saul, you know, it was disappointing to hear that all of our work leading up to Worlds was for naught because, you know, we, we were training so hard. And and I remember calling Chris that day that they canceled Worlds and and I was just crying on the phone. I was like, what are we going to do now? You know, we've been all through through all of this and now it means nothing. And and I was just really, you know, just like in myself. And he's like, it doesn't it doesn't mean nothing. He's like, every day you train is, is meant for something. It, it helps you further you guys careers and relationships. So, you know, he was calming me down saying that, you know, he's like, relax. It's not the end of the road for you guys, you know, just, just take a breather. And, and so he, he took that moment to just really, really calm me down. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, I, I remember that phone call and, and they started closing the borders all across Europe. So Saul and I packed our little mini Cooper that he had at the time. And drove, you know, we were living in Oberstdorf and, and 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 drove back to drove back to Lithuania and um and then yeah, and then everything just and then my life changed. Yeah. <laughs> and then my life changed completely. Um it was uh, uh it um was uh a, a really, really hard moment. We were all of us were we're separated. Yeah, um, we were not not together. Not right. together, and um, travel was becoming increasingly hard. Um, it was just this sense of panic that we would not be able to be together to support each other at this moment. Um, that was really, um, really scary. It was really scary. Um, but uh, you know, I'm thankful, Saul. Saul really held me up through that and and he and our federation were able to get me on a plane and um Kathy was able to to do so as well and in that moment of finally being able to be together even through that that was such a relief knowing that we had each other physically present to um to rely on through that moment and um yeah it was oh you know three years on and and it's still it probably will we'll never get never get easier to talk about um or to um yeah it's uh 
was uh, yeah. <laughs> a roller coaster, <laughs> a roller coaster few months. Yeah, for me, it was um, Chris was here in Japan uh, the previous December into January because um, a rink opened here and our former sponsor um, invited us to go. And um, you also came to visit me and work with my teams and we were planning to start working together here. So he literally was in the process of moving to Japan. Like he was moving out of his apartment. He already sent his stuff on a ship here. And um, and when he he left, um, he said he would be back in uh in like two months, <laughs> two months. And uh, I was uh I was I was alone here, so I was the last to know about him. Um, because my mom, she was, she was scared to to tell me what happened to Chris if I was alone, so she told me to get on a train and go to Tokyo to be with my family and that um, it's something important. And I had no idea what it was. I was just scared out of my mind. And um, I went to Tokyo and yeah, I heard the news and I just remember that I, I was in such shock that I couldn't cry. I was, I just, I couldn't understand what, what was happening. What, what my mother just said to me and um I I couldn't cry I was like what no I I couldn't it just felt unreal and um it took yeah it was it was just extremely shocking um but um as Allison said I was able to get on a flight and yeah go be with my so we literally came into the airport like in the same time in the same time <laughs> it was incredible how we were able to get all together to be with my parents there and um it was um it still is it still is hard and uh but I'm just so grateful that I had that little time with him that he came to Japan to see me because before that I hadn't seen him that much and because he was skating with Kana so I'm very grateful um, to have had that that couple of weeks with him, um, to see him, to physically touch him and hold him, and to skate with him too. I was skating with him a little bit, um, yeah. But I I really appreciate the chance to be able to talk about him yeah, um, sure. and to be, be able to still share his memory with people. Um, and a lot of people still reach out every year um, and send wonderful things about him. And it's really, it's really, truly special to see how many people he has touched all over the world throughout his, you know, short life. Um, yeah, he was, he was just 30 years old. And as we talked about a little bit ago, when Kathy retired, we all, or other fans, yeah. everyone thought Chris was was going to be done. And then all of a sudden he was going to skate again. And I think I said to Anne, are his knees bionic? <laughs> because he's had so many surgeries. I'm How is he going to do this? He is so strong, not just physically, but mentally too. But he, he just, you could just see, he just loved the sport so much. Mm -hmm. And even for the short amount of time I saw him teaching, like he, 
he would have made a wonderful coach and choreographer like he mm-hmm. just oh the way you work with the it, with the kids yeah, and like he just really brought so much joy to really uh, his lessons and and everything it was it was a, such a pleasure to see him see him coach you yeah know? another element of of who he was as a person and was, yeah different side of yeah, him you know completely different side of him yeah yeah. I think we saw a different side of him when he was skating with Kana mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because when it, when two siblings skate together really different. It's, yeah. it's yeah. really mm-hmm. different. And I was always grateful that he did continue so that we got to see this this side of him. Yes. Because I can remember watching some of the performances and thinking, "Wow, that yeah. This is a different Chris. Yeah, it completely. And it was special to get to see that. Yeah, yeah. And I think he really um, from like the advancement of medicine and and the yeah. knowledge of sport injuries and 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 off ice training and stuff. He he really, really got into that. Really embraced that advancement in that field because it gave him the opportunity to continue skating with all his injuries. Yeah. Um, not to say there weren't, you know, ups and downs, but he had strong years coming out of coming out of that. Um, you know, he's close to 30, like we said, bionic knees and and uh and <laughs> he was still, worse. Yeah, but he was probably at the at his best, like at yeah. that time, just just from the advancement of that and, and knowledge and and a different way of training. And you know, you can work around any any injury as long as you you know you're you're smart about it and then I think he really was he knew what he wanted from his career he mm-hmm. knew he wanted to continue and so he was ready to fight for it and to figure yeah. out the best way to do it and then he really did mm-hmm. he really did really, really did and he and Kana had no real ice dance experience before Chris she she came third at the our, at our last nationals and i remember seeing her and i was i was just blown away i was like wow she could be something and um and then when i decided to retire um i just had her in the back of my mind and i was just like oh she would be i think she and chris could do something really special and take japanese ice dance to another level and so i suggested it to chris to try out with her so yeah and i'm glad that it worked out yeah because they produced some amazing programs and it was mm-hmm. just such a pleasure to watch them and watch him continue yeah well i really appreciated um that you had his mo- his memorial was viewable um, uh, uh in a stri- in a streaming yeah yeah because of covid it was just impossible for people to be able to pay their respects yeah we, and we we do it so, yeah, yeah. All, everyone in the world could see it and um yeah it was we knew we had to because he had the messages when we announced to the world about his passing like we were just we were just overwhelmed with like all the love and support from everyone all over the world and it was such a difficult it was such a difficult time. It was really difficult to read everyone's messages too. But on the other hand, like we really appreciated all the support. Yeah, sure. And we wanted to, you know, to make sure there was a way for us to say thank you thank by you. Yeah. allowing, you know, this opportunity for people to be a part of his service. Um, and to also, you know, be able to, you know, share their grief as well with us. So, 
And so this past, I think it was September, you held the first Chris Reed trophy. Yes, yes. I mean, it's still a very small event, but it's still an ice dance competition. And it's a... And it's an event to to come and celebrate Chris and to share memories of Chris and um, and to enjoy the sport that he loved so much. And, uh, yeah, we're we're hoping that it's going to grow into a bigger competition, hopefully, you know, like a challenger international competition one of these days. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But uh, I'm very I'm very proud of it. And I think Chris would be very very happy about it too so oh yeah definitely are you planning to do one again this season yes yes we're gonna have a second one excellent excellent (laughs) i remember harumi our photographer who does all of the all of the novice junior (laughs) she's photographs everything which has been great because it's been allowed fans to see the Mm up-and-coming teams in japan yeah and I've noticed over the past couple seasons, the number of teams that are competing ha- continues to grow, yeah, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. is a great well, sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Members. And I remember, yeah, she told me about the, co- she said, I'd like to go and photograph this competition. She sent me the flyer and I said, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, because I, I feel, you know, this was, it was a huge shock for all of us when we found out that Chris had passed away. And I just, I just think this competition is, like you said, is, I think his memory will live on in the people that knew him. And this competition is one of those ways to continue to keep his memory alive. Exactly. Exactly. So as long as you hold the competition, I will send a photographer there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Okay, so let's look ahead to next season and also a little bit of this season. What did you guys think about there not being a pattern in the rhythm dance this year for senior? Um, I honestly, I'm, I'm a little 50-50 about it. Um, I really enjoyed the choreo step. It was a moment for every team to show individuality and and to really express um, their music and themselves in, in the rhythm dance. I think it was, it was fun for sure. Um, uh, but it did, <laughs> it did lack um a skating aspect just because you know for latin dance you it's easier to be in place you know you 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 Mm -hmm. all your shimmies and this it's hard to shimmy when you're moving (laughs) so um (laughs) you know the the best ones are where you could kind of skate and then stop and dance and then skate really fast and then stop and then dance again and so you know we we tried our best to incorporate you know both skating and latin dance but it's a very it's a very difficult thing to thing to do and so um you know i think we we did the i think every team did the best that they could with with what we were given um but as far as the pattern dance goes i mean when they started opening up the pattern dance to have you know you could change 
positions you could you know the key points were at, at the same time and this and that they, when they gave us more freedom it became easier to to incorporate it in your program and not make it look like this is where our compulsory dance starts <laughs> you know yeah. um and i think the the next season is going to be very very interesting when it comes to the silver samba choreographic step i still have no idea what's going on but uh you know, it'll be it'll be a fun experience to understand and how to, to manipulate that. And they're really giving us a bunch of freedom to be as creative as possible. And, and that's the that important key. With yeah, that. is that. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's creativity yeah. of creativity. And I am going we're going to embrace that. I mean, as much as I can. But I don't know. I grew up I grew up with pattern dances. Like when I was. Yes. There were pattern dance competitions before the sh- the, the mm-hmm. rhythm yeah. and the free. I so. did one. I did one year. I think that you did that. Yeah. 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 It was golden no. balls that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't miss that. Yeah. But um, no, I, mean, I don't miss that either. But but I I love compulsory dances and uh, and my teams do too. Like they like enjoy skating them, and so for them for ISU to like take it out, I was just like, no, like pattern dances are like figures of figure skating. Like they're like the basis of ice dance, and I just mm-hmm. I think it's still so important for the development of ice dance to know pattern dances and to keep skating them, and and um, I understand. I understand why, but I just feel like I don't want to lose them. Like, I just think they're the foundation of ice dance. I'm like, please don't. Yeah. Because, uh, as far as yeah. I, I still believe just like Kathy does about, about a compulsory dance being the foundation of, of what, of our discipline Yeah, and, uh, and knowing, um, it really, de- it really defines certain teams. The yes. team can be, yes amazing in in the other aspects of their skating but when it comes to compulsory you can you can see the, the level, the level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, it's apparent not it's not easy it's not yeah. and so i still think it's very important for for you know junior novice like especially for the juniors yes. to still keep, keep the yeah, yeah. Sure, for sure i think it yeah. is a great it's a great foundation for them they're young they need that they structure need that. Um, but then leading into the into senior, that's when I I want to expand expand this to see what we can do with the pattern dance, but but make it more choreographic. And I think they're going in a very interesting direction. And so I'm I'm excited. I'm yeah. Excited to see what what what's gonna happen with this? Yeah, I'm like, glad they're like exploring and trying new things. Every yeah, year. I think that is so yeah important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still stick to yeah stick to the roots of our discipline, but to evolve, yeah, evolve. and and yeah. see where it takes us. So yeah. yeah. So uh, what do you guys think about the eighties? Oh, I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe we're really we're because we're the older generation and yeah, in our, in our, in, <laughs> like playing all this music. We're like, oh yes, this is such That's a banger, right, yes. <laughs> banger, banger. And then like, the younger kids, yeah, my students, they're like, what? They're like, what? What is this? What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I love it. I love the music from the eighties. Like it was such a great era. Um, they're just so there's so many different types of music within that era and uh, and style. So I'm I, yeah, I'm super super excited. excited. We uh, uh Saul and I we went to the coaches meeting in uh, at the World Championships and Caitlin Weaver was on the panel, uh, kind of explaining why they chose why they chose this uh the 80s uh for next season. You know it was 
it was a transition in in that decade of after all the wars and and everything the depression that was going on and so the positivity was coming out in in the music and wanting to to create an environment of love and happiness and dance um and and gender equality started yeah. to become a thing female empowerment and you know it was it was such a a blossoming decade and yeah. you could hear yeah. it in the music yeah. you can you can hear that fun and positivity and this enjoyment of life and youth and uh and to i feel like it's a it's a great choice and a great platform for us you know, going through what we went through with COVID and everything. It's like we went through a depression yeah, and, yeah. and we're coming out of it and mm-hmm. wanting to mm-hmm. wanting to skate to some really fun, moving music. I mean, we have 10 years of music to choose from and it ranges, you know. Oh, it definitely <laughs> does, does range. It ranges a lot. This... 80s, 80s rock alone has its own story arc yes. throughout yeah. the decade. And then you uh, wave and synth and pop and it's uh I, there's so much i to hope, from i hope people really embrace the amount of music that they have given us to choose from and yeah, not too. have yeah you know 20 michael jackson's 20 abba programs yeah. I don't, I don't that's what i'm hoping it's not everyone doing the same thing exactly. yeah. i hope people really do their, so research, much to choose from. Yeah, do their research and and uh and you know i mean you're not gonna find a, a song that is not a fader at the end so yeah. <laughs> hugo is gonna have his work yeah. making endings for everybody this yeah because <laughs> it does most all of the songs, faders they're all, all fading fader. out. that was my teenage life yeah. right so i feel like the fans will really enjoy this yeah, this fans will, it'll season really they will yeah yeah like it'll, it'll take them back to their their young days i think i think it will I think this will be the only year that I will probably know the word every word to every song that anyone picks. Every song, yeah. I'm also thinking the costumes are going to be just oh my crazy goodness. and outrageous, and the hair, and the hair, and the hair. I know. I'm like, how how much can I tease my? How far out can it go from my head before uh, before it ends up distracting? A lot of terms now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so there are lots of. Uh, techniques to teasing your hair <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have that brush I'm, my whole morning is just gonna be me coloring uh, my hair the other way so you can tip your head upside down <laughs> and blow dry it upside down gotcha gotcha with hairspray in it <laughs> yeah that works real well i'll uh I'll, I'll write you for for more tips throughout the, throughout the season <laughs> okay i got lots of tips the higher the better gotcha um that was that was the the process get yeah i i have no interest in going back to the hairstyles of that (laughs) decade the music i mean like i said it's it's the music of my teenage years and there isn't a song that could be chosen that i probably wouldn't wouldn't connect (laughs) a story to like Oh, I remember where I was when I heard this song the first time. And oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I'm i not sure how I feel about it just because I I just don't know how they're going to pull this off. Mm-hmm. But the more that we've, t- Gina and I've talked about it on podcasts and talked to people, I'm at least cautiously optimistic yeah. now. I think it can, you know, and that's it's a it's a really fine line between being you know sophisticated mature and 
and, and then and then you lean towards tacky yeah and uh, mm-hmm. so it's just that little that little tip um I'm sure yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to navigate but uh yeah but I think they're mm-hmm. they're leaving a lot of room for creativity yeah. and for mm-hmm. yeah um and so I think I think it's gonna be really exciting to see what everyone brings to the table yeah, I think it's going to be here before we know it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> all, of sudden, all of a sudden, we're having conversations. They're like, have you picked music yet? I was like, I literally just did a freak dance run through like a few days ago. I was like, I know. I have not Now, I may have heard that the Ice Academy in Montreal is already playing 80s music in the ring. Oh, oh yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We have teams that didn't go, didn't go to Worlds. We... You know, our junior that came, um, um, Hannah and Ye came, what, second, third at the... the they were second. second. They were okay. second, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're having to move up to to senior now. Um, the uh, uh, Marjorie Lajouy and Zachary Laga, the Canadians, you know, they unfortunately, it's mm-hmm. so sad that they couldn't, that they couldn't be at Worlds because, uh, you know, they, they're such a strong team and and uh deserve to they deserve they to be there and um sad yeah. you know, i enjoyed their program yeah people and um yeah Beautiful. but you know and since you know they the, those senior teams uh are the other japanese team misato and, and tim you know we had some senior teams that were oh, really, really? but were sadly sadly uh, stayed in montreal during this week and and for them it's it's that's the start they, yeah. they're, they're getting ready for ready. the next season so you know, and also for for our academy, they have twenty teams that they need to find music for and make sure that <laughs> everything is different. <laughs> that everyone is making oh. choices. That no one's picking the same music, and so it's a it's a it's a big task for them. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like I have to call so call much. dibs on our music real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's so much too because at the end of that decade. The hair, like hair, rock, metal, like became a really big thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't know if anyone would ever go that far, but wow, that could be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun. Sal and I are are huge rock rock fans. You know, most of our concerts when we first teamed up, we we went to Metallica. We went to, uh, you know, um, uh, Korn. We, we, you know, we, we grew up going to rock and metal rock concerts. Um, and so it was, you know, it's something we connected with on an early level as well. And our first program was to Led Zeppelin. We, we skated to yep. heaven as our first free dance. And, and, uh, and so it was an interesting, you know, an interesting route, just, just listen to eighties rock in itself. And so, um, you're still deciding, but, but knowing how much, how much great music is out there and, uh, it's, you know, I, I think we're, we're both really excited, really excited. Yeah, well, we both really yes. appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you so no, thank much. you so much. No, it's an amazing opportunity. And I'm just so glad to see and talk with you again, yes. too. It's been so long. I know it has. It has. Well, I'll let Gina explain the next questions. Okay. So we like to end every interview with five questions. 
I think there's five. Yeah, five co- fun questions oh, okay. that we ask every skater. Now, I give this little warning. There's one question that really threw Jason Brown. Oh, like, no. he couldn't give me an answer <laughs> oh. until nationals. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a fun one, but for some reason, he just couldn't give me an answer right on the spot. Okay. So... I will start here with the first question. If there was a movie about your life, the, all three of you, who would star as Kathy, Chris, and Allison? Oh my God! A movie about all three of us. Um, movie about our life, but us in general. I think. What? I feel like your life, your career, the whole thing. I'm yeah. kind of going off our relationship. I think, but uh, um, it. Part of us reminds me of Trapped in Trapped in Paradise, because um, it is about three siblings. It's an old movie. Um, oh my god! Nicholas, yes, Nicholas Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage would probably be Kathy for sure. <laughs> the other two brothers who are kleptomaniacs and they're planning to rob this bank, and they yes. convince Nicholas Cage to rob the bank with them. That is <laughs> to a T. Like we. Oh my god! I forgot about that. We movie. the way that the two younger brothers in that movie interact with each other reminds me of my relationship with Chris and Nicholas Cage's character. Just being oh my so god, frustrated with, with the other two. <laughs> yeah, for that's sure. me. Um, it's hard being the oldest, isn't it? Huh? Sometimes it's hard being the oldest <laughs> yes, sibling. It is. Oh my god, <laughs> a lot of responsibility. Uh, oh, do it mine. That's a really <laughs> cute, funny, funny yes. movie, oh, and gosh. you gotta love Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> it would remind me of that. So, what is your most used emoji? I. Um, two of my favorite are the monkey that closes his eyes all the time. Yeah, I use that a lot. And then when the melting, the melting emoji one, I use that a lot because, uh, yeah, there's certain times in my day where I'm just like, oh, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) the emoji literally encapsulates how I feel as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I use the heart emoji the most. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just. I don't get to see family very often. So when I text you guys, like I'm always just sending my love. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're singing karaoke. What is your go-to song to sing? Uh, Hero, Enrique Iglesias. Um, I can throw down vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. They do a very great rendition of that. (laughs) Vanilla ice to a T. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a a good one. We got nope, a recording have, of we that. We have no videos of that. No. Oh, no, I need no. to see that. That sounds awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, what TV show are you currently binging? Um, the um, uh, two. Uh, I just we just finished uh, the Last of Us. Last of Us. I think that's the last one. Watched. Yeah, Last of Us, and um, my boyfriend and I were binging the the White Lotus. Oh, is that- I've heard good things about White Lotus. I've only we've only watched the first season, but we watched all episodes in one week, and we were oh, up really? to like three a.m. The cat was sleeping, and we <laughs> were still watching the TV show. Oh, it was, uh, watching that, so then. good, loved it, loved it. Okay, okay, let's start watching that. Okay. All right. Well, what country haven't you visited yet that is on your list of places that you want to visit? Oh, um, 
well, I am, uh, I'm planning to go yeah. to Greece, uh, for vacation. It was a place that Chris had gone to, yeah. and I was always super jealous that he had gone there. And so I'm hoping to visit the Island that he stayed on and to do some of the excursions that he had done. Um, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to Greece. Yeah. yeah I think some, you know, some, place like that would yeah. be really nice to be yeah. I've done a lot of the, the European travel and so yeah. I'm like I'd like to see some beaches, beaches and yeah. tropical areas you know and nice serene areas yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> I'm the same yeah Alice's been telling me about her up and coming vacation I'm just very envious so. <laughs> so here's the last one this is the question that stumped Jason <laughs> And some have gotten it right away, and others have had to think. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, if you were stuck on a deserted island with three figure skaters, past or present, who would you want to be stuck with? Oh, my gosh. Now, here, we should, you know, give them the heads up here. You can either get off the island... Or you can just be on the island and having a good time. You choose. Uh, you choose. <laughs> well, it'll definitely be with Chris and you. Yeah. You guys. Okay. I'd be on the island with you yeah, guys in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, and one more person. Past a present. Past a present. Well, I, I definitely want my partner with me. I mean, we we yeah, solve the good time. time. <laughs> I, I want to solve the with solves him, a good sure. time. And he's very <laughs> universal. He'd probably help us survive. He knows how to do everything. So he would probably he's a good person to have <laughs> out in your yeah. An outdoors person, yes. certain survival yes. mode. Um, it would be, it would definitely be beneficial to have. Yeah, I don't think Chris would help very much. No, <laughs> that would just be. No, no but you would have fun. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be fun. Um, <laughs> hmm. um, present. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, really. Really don't know. I have so many. I have so many friends. I want everyone. Yeah, that everyone, to right? <laughs> World seventh party island. Let's let's go. Like, uh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, make it the skating community is such a tight, so close community. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It really is. All like we're all good friends. We all know each other. Yeah, and that's why I think Jason had such a hard time with it because he was like. You know, yeah, right. I, I want so many different people right. to be there. I mean, you know, at this world's alone, like when we were sightseeing or whatever, we didn't go out with the same group every time, you yeah. know, Saul and I are, are great funny. friends with the Finns. And so, you know, we'd go out with them sometimes we'd go out with our I am family. We'd go out with uh, the I am family in London yeah. that we'd go out with them. And so it's like, it's such a, it's such a big family of friends, uh, It'd be really, really hard to choose, but my closest ones, yeah, of course, would be would be my siblings and 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 Saul for sure. I think they would be my my key people on the island with me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, once again, we'd like to thank Kathy and Allison for joining us on this episode. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com on social media, Twitter at thiswkinskating, and Facebook and Instagram, thisweekinskating. 
We love your feedback or your questions. If you have a question for Kathy and Allison that you would like us to pass along to them, um, we had someone take us up on this. So please, if you have a question for anybody we interview, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the feedback we've received on our weekly episode as well as the interviews. If there's someone you think that we should uh, have a chat with, let us know via the information Gina just shared with you. And with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week!